Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 176 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Didn't know if I was going to be recording this today, as uh, about four hours ago, the power in my neighborhood all went out for about an hour and 15 minutes. So we're back up and running, so we're going to go ahead and do this then. Uh, thanks for giving the episode a listen. Uh, we're going to go into the tips for round 13 of the men's comp. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. Shoot me a message on Twitter or Facebook or on Instagram or drop me a note over on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I love being able to highlight the clubs, learning about them, learning the lay of the land as far as footy goes throughout the country. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as he's known here in North America, Mick Aussie. Mick has spent the last two decades running his sports comedy channel talking about the NFL, the AFL, the Canadian Football League, as well as the NBA and the NHL. He also appears regularly on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morenci. Mick was a terrific footy player in his own right in South Australia. And today's club of the episode are the Flinders Park Reds. Now, this club was founded back in 1927 as Flinders Park Methodist and renamed Flinders Park in 1933. Now, one of the interesting things here, and I found this looking over their website as I was reading through, they have kind of a unique thing, and, I, and maybe this is something that has happened with other clubs, uh, but this is the first time I've ever noticed this with uh, any particular club mentioning this on their uh, club history that their senior side has captured at least one premiership in each decade that they've been in existence, which has now been, if I did the math correctly, 95 or 96 years. So the club also incorporates uh, juniors and women's uh, footy. They're in classes A through D. And uh, they also have netball and cricket wearing the red, gold, and navy blue. Now, the next game for the Reds is coming up on the 18th of June. They have a bye week this week. It seems like a lot of the clubs must have that because I know I mentioned that in Tuesday's episode as well that the club that I mentioned that night also had a bye this week uh, on the 18th of June they face a face off against Westminster at Flinders Park Oval so best of luck to the Reds and again this week's club of the episode was sponsored by Mick TV Mick thanks so very much man truly truly appreciate it and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Mick Aussie again tonight. So welcome back again, Mick. Yeah, great to be back on. And it was fun last week. And I believe we both went four and two, if I'm not mistaken on that. Something like, yeah, I think so. Um, I think we both got, did we both get Melbourne wrong? Yeah, we both got Melbourne yeah. wrong. I picked the dogs, you picked the cats. Yeah, But you went for Hawks as an upset, but hey, that helped me because then I picked them on the plus to cover, so you can't help go. me with that. So, so I, I made I made you some money, is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. A little um, bit there you go, fun. there you go. So you, you, uh, you know, the, the club of the episode tonight, Flinders Park, you've actually got some hands-on experience with this this club because you actually played for this club a couple of years ago, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I left Gawler South, did a preseason at uh, West Torrens in the SANFL, didn't make it. But Flinders Park was right near where I moved in to a house and they were a very good club in the best competition below the SANFL, which was SAFA. And I played two years there. And in between those two years, I went up and played for Darwin Waratahs, as we talked last week. And then uh, it was it was great because uh, I was living in the city from Gawler. And then after those two years playing well there, actually got me the invite to Woodville in the SANFL. Still got some great friends there. Darcy Evans is still involved with his daughters. And it's a typical club that's a great club, 
but they've exploded because of the women's. And mm-hmm. I see on Facebook, they're building new change rooms and the club just explodes in size now because of the women's football. Very good club in the city with a country feel. And we sure had fun Saturday nights as well. <laughs> yeah, I actually was poking around um, Facebook today and I ran across some some photos of you when you were with the club prior to uh, Flinders Park. Uh, you you know, and it was, you, you looked a lot younger back then, not quite as much gray as, as we both have now. Um, you know, now, this is my first official day off since the school year ended. So I, I did not shave today, but um, some interesting things going on in footy this week. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's, uh, I think we're going to have the, the league have a new uh, a fundraiser, you know, take a demon to dinner uh, <laughs> and see if you can get him home safely again. Uh, what are you what are you making of the the whole Stephen May and Jake Melsham? And it sounds like there's actually somebody else involved with it as well. I did see that um oh was that one of the younger players, last name of White, I think is his name, uh, who got involved in this as well. So that supposedly May said something about him, which is what really put Melsham over the edge. Well, I think the funniest thing was last week when we're doing my tips. I said that Stephen May was a bit of an idiot, but he's a good player. So that's what I thought. <laughs> that's true. I went back and re-listened to exactly what I said. But yeah, now he's got a history because he had a fight on a away trip when he was in the USA, got punched then, got punched this week while he was in concussion protocol. So you shouldn't be drinking at all. But it really sounds like he razzed up the players and he talked bad about a few of them. And then this guy that's actually a bit of a boxer must have punched him outside the fancy restaurant in Melbourne. So interesting story. But yeah, Stephen May's got to smarten up because that's now twice his teammates have belted him. Yeah. And well, I th- it sounded like it happened inside the restaurant, that it actually did looking- some damage inside the restaurant. Yeah, I, I believe they scuffled inside, but Damien Barrett was saying today that... Uh, it was outside as well. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> big story. Overblown? Probably not. Kind you shouldn't of, be fighting with your teammates at all. Kind of like the old uh, the comedian Ron White talking about how he was uh you know he was he was drunk in private and got thrown into public. Uh <laughs> <laughs> if you remember that when he got thrown out of a bar. So it's just it's uh you know and 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 you know these guys they spend you know, months and months and months with each other. They're, they're, they're teammates. They may not all be friends. I mean, they you know, you have to work together, you know, cause I'm sure you, I'm sure you've worked in, in jobs where you have had people that you've had to tolerate working with that you, you weren't necessarily friendly with that. You weren't friends with them. You were friendly with them maybe when you were there, but they weren't somebody that you were going to invite, invite over to the house for a barbecue or anything like that. No, we're in a footy club, and I use Woodville and their NFL as a great example. We had three or four stars on the team, Richard Champion, Alan Jakovic, Ralph Sewer, to name a few. But everyone was equal off the field, and we'd all hang out together, and there really was never a fight. You just yeah. realised that each person was not perfect. Everyone had their problems to some level, but you tolerated it because you were a team. And it's the clubs where people are teams off the field as well as on the field. They're the ones that's successful because if you're out late at night partying, maybe chasing some girls and you have a fun time, you're going to stick up for that mate on the field even more than if you're not socializing off the field. That's true. That's true. But it's, it's, uh, this has become one hell of a distraction for the D's at a, at a point in time where, things are not going terribly well for them right now. Yeah, you're dead right. They've got a big game this week, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they come together. I think they will, but yeah. there's a chance they might well, not. You know, and this will be this will basically be the third game in a row that he has missed because of, uh, you know, he, he was concussed, I believe, in the first quarter of the, the, not the last game, but the game prior to that. So he's basically, you know, missed three games in a row. So, yeah, yes. and, and that was, you know, I, and I have to say, you know, watching the Cats game last week, I've, I've never been so happy to have my club have a bye week than it being right after Tom Stewart was concussed. 
because you can, you know, you know, Sam DeConig, I think is going to turn out to be a pretty darn good defender, but they were scrambling last week to, uh, to keep the, keep the ship righted, you know, in that game. So they got it done, but it was not easy. Pretty good side. They, they were able to knock off. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe Tom Stewart's had three All-Australians, so uh, he might be heading to a fourth, but it's going to be fun talking about that later in the yeah, show. Yeah, it will be. It will be. You know, it's uh, – and, you know, the other, big, the other big story that kind of, you know, took place yesterday, and it was interesting because I guess, I guess earlier in the day, Gil McLaughlin had flown to Tasmania to meet with the new leader of the state um, – because after the election, there's a new leader that's in charge. And, it, and I, 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 if I saw the name of the person he replaced, it was like Ortwig or something like that, that, that just left that position as the, as the leader of, of Tasmania. But there's a new, I can't think of the new person's name. But he basically told them that in order to, to get a license, you're going to need to have a stadium on its way. And it's probably going to be a decade before a club ends up in Tasmania full time. Wow. That's big news saying it's a decade. Um, I actually got my thoughts on it. I've been listening to a lot of people. I don't think they should bring in a 19th team and that's a new franchise. I think they should transfer North Melbourne there. I really do. They've already playing games there each year for the last few years, along with Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. So I think the AFL will probably push to get Hawthorne there. But it come, it's going to come down to a vote, I believe, between each of the um, club bosses, whether they want the 19th team or not. I think move Tasmania, move uh, North Melbourne there. That's my belief. So does that, if, if they decide to not, you know, because Tasmania has basically said they want a new club to start from the ground up rather than bringing in an existing club. If, if, if they're offered the existing club, yeah, first of all, if you're if you're a uh, you know, I, I'm just looking at what happened with, uh, you know, the South Melbourne supporters, you know, that that when they got moved to Sydney, what was it, 25 years ago or so, something like that. Uh, and, you know, and then when the uh, the Lions and the Bears merged and moved to Brisbane, you know, you had uh, you know, you had Fitzroy that was left, uh, you know, high and dry. But, you know, the South Melbourne supporters showed up that last game in, in Mel in Melbourne, when they, when the Swans were in town, they, there was a nice crowd of Swan supporters there that are still kind of legacy supporters, if you will. Yeah. Well, you know, North Melbourne, they've been bad for a few years now and it's about business. And if they schedule say eight or nine of the games in Tasmania, and then they schedule the rest of the games or most of the other teams games against Melbourne teams, well, then the North Melbourne-based Melbourne supporters will still get five or six uh, games anyway. Like, you, you you view the schedule, you skew the schedule a little bit in maybe the first year or two where North Melbourne don't play as many of the interstate teams. They play more of the Melbourne-based teams to help the supporters. Well, well, that makes sense because, you know, even if they didn't do that, you would still, you know, you would be making one, you know, as it stands, you'd be making one trip to Perth, one trip to Adelaide, and one trip to either Gold Coast or Brisbane. So there's three. So that leaves you with 19 games. So if you played, you know, if you played eight, eight road games in Melbourne, well, you're, you're still either showing up at, at, at Marvel Stadium or at the MCG to play. I mean, that's, uh, you could still play 11 games in, yeah. in Tasmania. I didn't even yeah. think about it that way until you just said that there. I mean, that, yeah. that kind of makes sense, but you know, if they make that move though, that pretty much just pulls the rug out from underneath the group that is starting to put together some ideas for a club in Darwin. And that just kind of says to them, you know, it's not happening for you. Well, this is this is what it's all down to business, isn't it? If you mm -hmm. get more games on, if you get two more teams, then you have an extra game on TV each week, right. and then the AFL can demand more more rights. And Channel Ten and Paramount are believed to be bidding for the rights, along with, of course, Fox and Channel Seven. So it's going to be very interesting. But I think no, I think nineteen or twenty teams is too much. I would keep it as it is right now. 
I didn't initially agree with the Gold Coast or Greater Western Sydney. Maybe I'm wrong on the Greater Western Sydney because there's a lot of people live out there and yeah. the AFL is prepared to lose money just because it's a massive, massive market out there. And if they if they ever figure things out and, and get, you know, well, I'm guessing they made the grand final a few years ago, but it's not like people necessarily noticed. But because uh, they, they got smoked in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody was going to beat Richmond at that point in time though. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, I guess I don't, I guess I don't, you're much more in tune with this than I am, you know, being from South Australia, but I, I just, you know, I've, you know, having been, having been a fan of a, a team that was taken away with the, being the Cleveland Browns back in 1994 when they, left and went to Baltimore and I think you and I have talked about this how much I despise the Baltimore Ravens you know if if Al-Qaeda had a football team I would cheer for Al-Qaeda's football team against the Baltimore Ravens okay that's how much I hate the Ravens but you know so I I I know the heartbreak that uh that the uh that the Ruse fans or the Hawks fans and 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 I guess if it was to happen, it would have to be one of those two. But yeah, which one has the stronger supporter base? I would have to think it would be Hawthorne at this point in time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hawthorne for sure. But they mentioned uh, one of the shows that maybe St. Kilda or North Melbourne, because actually St. Kilda get more of a dividend payout from the AFL than the North Melbourne Kangaroos do right now. But no, I'd 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 move Mel I'd move the kangaroos there. Sure, the Tasmanian people and the government want their own team, but hey, everyone's always got a second option, haven't they? That's true. I've been married twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah, that's yes, I have been. So I uh how are things going with the AFL up in Canada this year with the AFL Canada organization season up and running and going pretty well? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Cause I enjoyed your little talk to on your Tuesday show, talking a bit of USAFL, the KC team, I believe it was. Um, yeah. The football started here a few weeks ago. I refed a game here in Edmonton, but we're still growing. So we're like nine or 10 aside internal game. And the boys are all going this weekend to a beautiful place in British Columbia called Kelowna, my favorite place in Canada. So it's a, a Saturday tournament where teams from Vancouver go there, Calgary go there, Edmonton go there. And then one of the local teams puts together a side from Vernon and my mate Louis is there. So a great weekend of Saturday football in Kelowna and they all party Saturday night in a place with beautiful big lakes and it really is Australia beaches away from home, but on a big lake. And then of course, BC footy started, they got a competition out there and then AFL Ontario, they have one of the longest running proper leagues outside of Australia and they have started as well. So it's great because COVID's basically over and they're all back playing. It's finally, it's finally started to warm up a little bit as well. So Although we've had a couple, we've had a couple of rather cool days the last, the last few days here. So we, uh, we're recording this after the Richmond and Port Adelaide game was played, which was played about uh, 15 hours ago, but we, we've made contingency plans for this. So those of you who are, you know, uh, listening to this now, we sent one another our tips for this game well in advance of when the game was going to be played so as we get into the tips here today and one of the other things we're going to do today is we're going to go through our mid-season uh all australian club okay and uh i don't know who's on his list he doesn't know who's on my list yet we had talked about doing one also where we were going to have like the baseball all-star game here in the united states where they had to have one representative on each on each from each club so all 18 teams would have been represented i didn't get that done um and i know i would and i was actually looking at it a little bit because i know i don't have anybody from north melbourne uh don't have anybody from essendon or from west coast on here 
So I'll let the cat out of the bag there on those. So if you're, if you're a supporter of one of those three clubs, I don't have anybody on here from your club, but I, I had it been North Melbourne, I probably would have put Todd Goldstein on there in the ruck and then worked from there. Um, so um, I jotted down uh, what Mick said about, now do you have my tip up in front of you so you can read that? I do. I've okay. got it right here. Well, well, here's what here's what Mick happened to say. He said, uh, I try to guess, you know, he said, okay, just like you, I try to guess the spread before seeing what it is. And sometimes that's my pick. So you'll you'll see, I guess the Tigers by be favored by 12 points and they are eight by favored by 18 and a half. So you guessed that they were going to win between seven and 12 points. So you were pretty much spot on the nose there. So you got the Tigers right on that one then. Uh yeah, then last night. I wish I kept it at 12, but no, I last night on a tweet, I said Tigers by six. Yeah. I really thought Port Adelaide were going to give them a real go. And then I'm reading yours. I'll read all yours out if you want. Noah Bolter and Kane Lambert should both be rejoining the Tigers 22 for Thursday night's clash with the power. Trent McKenzie should be rejoining the power. This is, for all intents and purposes, a must win for both clubs. Port could fall two games off the pace to the of the eighth spot. Should they lose and the Magpies knock off the Ds? Port has won five of six, while the Tigers have won four of five, dropping a close contest to the Suns. This is being played at the MCG, and Trent Cotchin is not likely to get punched again this <laughs> round. I'm going to tip the Tigers by 13 points. Shay Bolton will put on a show before the home crowd. So there you go. You got it within one point. Well, you know what, though? You know what, though? I did. I got it wrong, though. I'm going to count this one as wrong because I said home crowd. There were only 21,000 people at a Tigers game at the MCG last night. You know what? I'm first of all, my brother in law was at the game and he was sending me pictures from from the grounds when he was there. He lives in Singapore and he was at the game last night. I'm, I'm, you know what, I, I don't know if you've heard me when I've, when I've poked fun at the Tiger supporters and, and Demo for complaining about having to play home games at Marvel Stadium. I'm sorry, you only brought 21,000 people out to the MCG for a game that was going to put you back in the eight. I don't want to hear it anymore about having to play at Marvel. How about you go play a damn home game at Ballarat instead, okay? I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're going to complain about having to play at Marvel and you only bring 21,000 people out to a game at your ground, you don't have a leg to stand on anymore. There, I'm off my soapbox. Keep going. (laughs) You you know they're the two teams I like the least, the Port Adelaide Power Paps and the Tigers, so I could care. Now, I will give, I'll be a little bit of a devil's advocate, but you are dead right. There should have been more, but obviously there was, probably no Port Adelaide fans there may be a few and it was a Thursday night and it was meant to be wet but you are right I'll just I'll just I'll just try and uh, say a couple of little things nice to the Tigers but no I don't like them but hey they're looking good they might they might make a run for it oh they they very well could yeah that's the and and Tom Lynch will be back next week so you know it's uh and and Shea Bolton I think he kicked five behinds yesterday so Wow, he put he put on a show that was just slightly off skew though, and and he, and he booted one right at the end of the game, from about ten meters away, and you know, right in front of goal and sprayed it off to the side. Now, that's not me saying, well, I could have done better because surely I could not have done better, because I I would have pro- I would have probably stubbed my toe on the ground and broken my foot just trying to kick it, but uh, I just I was shocked looking in the stands, and there was a pretty good collection of Port fans in there. Um, in their supporter section behind the goal. I mean, that was, yeah, there was a nice group in there, in their, like their, uh, their cheer squad, but there were not, you know, I did not see many people in the lower bowl and the cameras did not spend a lot of time showing you the upper decks at the MCG yesterday. Cause I don't think there were many people up there. I think there were a lot of sea, a lot of seagulls that were finding chips that had been left behind from last week. (laughs) it's just uh i was just i was i was stunned by that and i you know because you know because i had heard and somebody had said that there are only thirteen thousand there and then later on they updated it to twenty one thousand. and i think i actually tweeted that there was 13 and i thought it was you know 
you know, there's that, you know, that, that croc infested river in the 20 kilometers of desert between Marvel stadium and the MCG that they've got to go through to get there. And it's like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I quit your complaining about it. Okay. I mean, you did. Yes. It was, I think it was a school night. That's true. It was a Thursday night, but 21,000. That's a really, really low number there for a club. that's won three out of the last four, three out of the last five premierships. Yeah, the crowds have been down a bit, let's be honest, with COVID. There's still people that short of money, a bit scared of the crowd, and obviously got used to watching it at home. So it is across the board a little bit, but then yeah. it's great to see 81,000 at the MCG, Collingwood Carlton. That's great for people in the US to see that on TV. Yeah, and I think we're going to see some numbers similar to that maybe on Monday with uh, the yes. DBs and the pies. I think we'll see yes. something like that. Yeah. So the, the first game that hasn't already happened yet, let's talk about that one. It's Essendon and Carlton at the MCG and the bombers, they've dropped four out of five. And, and the only thing that's keeping them from the wooden spoon is the fact that the Eagles and the Ruse are playing so poorly right now. The uh, Jake Stringer is coming back in Mac wealthy Mason Redmond for the bombers. Um, Harry Mackay is coming back a couple weeks early. Jack Martin's coming back in in the forward line. Caleb Marchbank, Jordan Boyd, Matthew Kennedy are coming in. Jacob Wietering is going to be out. Um, you know, it, on paper, the, I have to ask you this. Are the Bombers better than their 2-9 and nine record? Is this a better team than the 2-9 and nine that they're showing right now? <laughs> Interesting you ask that. Mick Malthouse, the legend coach, picked them to go top. I actually had them eighth and I had the Dockers ninth because I thought the COVID might affect the Dockers. Well, I wish I'd changed that. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Jake String is a good in, absolutely. And it's their 150th celebration and Kevin Sheedy got in a bit of trouble because he mentioned about the drug supplement scandal. Well, he had no need to mention that. And I'm a massive fan of Kevin Sheedy, as you know. But mm -hmm. no, they're looking real bad. The Blues started off at 22.5-point favourite. They're now 18.5-point favourite. I think they'll win, and I think they'll win by more than that. So I'd take the Blues to win and cover. Okay. I Yeah, I I put on here, I said, I think the Bombers' woes are going to continue. I'm going with Carlton to win this one by 19. So right about where you are. Um, it's just, it's, uh, you know, you got, you're bringing Harry Mackay back in, which is going to take pressure off of Kernow. Uh, it's just, I mean, that, that is a double headed monster that you, you don't want you, you want to have your defensive unit, you know, in place as much as you possibly can. And, uh, I just, I think the bombers are going to get knocked off by at least three goals here. So then we move out for the one game out West this round, and that is Hawthorne heading to Optus to face the Dockers and the Dockers have been giant slayers the last couple of rounds. And they're bringing back arguably their best player. Nat Fife's coming back. Sam Swakowski's coming back off the of suspension. Michael Walters is coming back. And of course, Michael Frederick will not be there uh, because he got suspended for. And, and you're going to have to explain this one to me because, and I don't know if this happened at the level that, you know, when you were playing right below the sandful, he got suspended because he had a drink during a, a week in which there was only a six day turnaround between games. I mean, that is that micromanaging to, to explain that one to me, because I, I just was thinking to myself, you know, I've heard so many times about, you know, the, you know, the, the lower level clubs where the guys are going in at halftime and the coach is bringing in a slab of beers and saying, here, guys, drink up, let's go out and play the second half. And this guy's got six days to recover, you know, to play the next game. And they're, he's getting suspended for, for having a beer or whatever it was that he had, whatever beverage he decided to imbibe in. Now, this certainly solved their problem of, <laughs> of getting, you know, Fife into the squad because they had to figure out how do we put, you know, 23 pounds of stuff into a 22-pound bag. Well, <laughs> one pound took itself out, evidently. Well, you made me laugh there. I've never seen anyone drink beers at halftime, but years ago I've seen people uh, puff on a cigarette at halftime, so yeah. times have changed. But yeah, mate, Frederick, it's just, oh, I was actually shocked to hear that as well. No drinking on a six-day break, but then he's stupid for getting caught too, isn't he? So it's a double whammy, stupid rules, stupid for getting caught. Don't get caught, right? And I, and I guess I didn't see where it occurred. Did he, 
did did he go somewhere and have this drink or was he having this within the comfort of his own home well he obviously went out okay. unless he unless he's double double stupid i mean why would you say anything if you had a beer at home and you're not meant well, to i i was just wondering i mean are they putting cameras in their houses to spy on them to make sure they're not having a drink hey you know, we're putting up that six-day break camera tonight, okay? So just to keep an eye on you here. So it'll only be there the next six days, and we'll take it down again. Uh, it just, I just, I. Uh. Well, Damien Barrett, who's the top AFL media guy, mm -hmm. I like him. He's a bit of a new age, middle age, woke type guy on some levels to me, but. I agree with what he said. Hey, they got too much control over these kids. Just let them live their life a bit more. So, yeah, six-day break. Sure, don't go out and get hammered if that's the rule. There's nothing wrong with having a couple of beers on a, you know, the day or two after the game in a six-day break. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, the the Hawks are bringing back in uh, Jack Scrimshaw, Jackson Callow, Sam Frost are coming in. Uh, so it's uh, – Connor McDonald and Jack Impey being dropped. Jack Dunstan and Mitch Lewis are both injured. So the Hawks are going to have to replace Lewis's three goals a game. So I, you know, I, uh, you, you could see, you could possibly see the Dockers. This is a situation where, you know, the Hawks, I think are better than their record that they've shown this year. Cause there've been some, you know, there's been some improvement there and their youngsters are starting to come in and starting to, to take a little bit more responsibility for what's going on on the ground. You could see that you could see the Dockers having a letdown here, possibly, but I don't think it's going to happen. I've got the Dockers winning this one. It's going to be, I think, a big crowd at Optus, and I've got them winning it by 21. Yeah, I'm not far off. You're dead right because the Dockers have had two big wins, haven't they? They beat yeah, the, the Lions and the Lions and the Demons in the past two weeks. Massive fan of their coach. I picked the Dockers to win, and yeah, probably about. 25-ish the spread's 33 and a half so take the hawks to cover but dockers to win that one i think so okay yeah because I, I always you know, you you know you and i have talked about this i i always tend to temper my you know i don't i don't want to say you know this club's going to get beat by 80 points i because i i don't want to i don't want to piss anybody off saying that sort of thing. so um then we go we go up to the east to the GABA for the one the only other game that's outside of uh, Melbourne this week, uh, and that is Brisbane hosting St Kilda, and the Lions are getting back Joe Danaher and Mitch Robinson is finally getting a game. Uh, Dan Butler and Jack Higgins come back from St Kilda. Darcy Fort and Jackson Pryor have been omitted, uh, and Cooper Sharman and Ryan Burns have been omitted, and Wangany Malera being uh, managed for the Saints. Daniel McStay playing game 150 and Max King, not his brother, Ben is playing game 50 for the saints. Now I think this is the game of the round right here. I think it's the best game of the round. Well, I think the D's magpies might be, but yeah, this is a beauty. I'm going to go for the lions because it is in the Gabba at mm -hmm. the Gabba. But that said, I wouldn't be surprised if the saints really do push them Lions are favoured by about 17. I think the Saints might get closer than that. Wouldn't it be great if the Saints had Jack Steele back in? He's out with the shoulder. And Dan Hannabry, the recruit from the Swans. What a bad, what a bad recruit that's been. He's out yeah, with a calf yeah. muscle still. I mean, he's a good player, but he's hardly played at all for the Saints. They're a good team. They move the ball forward. I'm a fan of their coach, Ratton, the former Carlton player. So I hope that's a close one, but I will stick with the Lions just because yeah. it's at the Gabba and they're very good at home. Right, they don't right. get beaten up there very often. Right. Now, what I, you know, the Saints have won three in a row. The Lions have dropped two out of three, including one to the Dockers. Um, you know, the Lions can certainly score, but there's only two, there's only two teams in the comp that have given up fewer points than the saints i mean the saints are pretty stingy defensively uh and i i am actually going to be going for the upset here i've got the saints winning this one by eight points love it yeah love it. so i'm going with the saints by eight on this one you know i i don't have a i don't have a horse in this race at all uh if nakaya cockatoo was playing i probably would go for the lions uh just out of principle <laughs> so lions get him in a game and i'll go ahead and tip not doesn't matter i'll 
But if he was playing here, I probably would have tipped him then. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with St. Kilda to win this one by eight. I just think this is going to be something where we're going to see even more tumultuous action in the top four. I don't think, you know, I think we might know who the top four is, but I think they may still be moving around yet before it's all said and done. You know, because yeah, we're going to be talking about the D's here shortly, but yeah, the D's need to figure out how to score some points. I mean, they can move the ball through the midfield really well, but that once it gets past there, they've kind of struggled with that. And we have to go through one more game before we get to that one. And this is uh, this is the game that I would have expected 21,000 people to show up to. North Melbourne and GWS at Marvel Stadium. The Roos have dropped a whole bunch of games in a row. I'm going to need to grow another hand if they don't win this week. Let's just put it that way. Okay, I'm out of fingers. And uh, the Giants have dropped six out of eight. Now, I don't, I don't think the Giants are as bad as their record. I, I honestly, I, two, two words just sum up the giant season. Okay, uh, three words. Toby Green's idiocy. St- <laughs> sum up the uh, giants here this year. He, they missed him for six games this year. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look, but I bet, I'm going to bet you there were probably two or three, though, that, that they would have won had he been playing. Yeah, he's a very good player, but do we have to talk about this game? Does anyone really care? No, I'm well, I'm a bit I'm a bit harsh there. Giants, <laughs> oh, I, I try and hope the Giants play well, just because I'd love to see the growth in the Western Sydney. Mm-hmm. Kangaroos, one of my favourite teams as a kid, but they're just terrible. All sorts of trouble. The spread was thirty nine and a half. Now the Giants are favoured by thirty three. Ah, the Roos might get close to that, so. Let's say the ruse by lose by say 30 giants win, but yeah, they've only had three wins for the year. The ruse one win for the year, but last year on June the 12th, it was a draw at bloodstone in Hobart. So yeah. uh, they had a draw last year. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's, and there was not much of, I don't think there was a crowd there either. Cause they were still playing in empty stadiums at that point in time, I think. But you know, the, the ruse are bringing in Aaron Hall, Charlie Lazaro, Jaden Stevenson's back in. And Jackson Archer is debuting for uh, the Ruse. Ben Mackay is out injured. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist here, okay? But I have still, in all the years I've been following the game, I have never seen Ben Mackay and Harry Mackay in the same place at the same time. I think there's only one person, and he plays for two teams. Uh, <laughs> because when, when these two teams have played, one has not played in the game. They've never played against each other, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so the, uh, GWS is bringing in a lot of people, Adam Kennedy, Braden Proust, Jake Stein, Nick Haynes, Lockie Whitfield are all coming back in. You know, I, I hope that the Ruse supporters come out, you know, this is a young squad You know, they've got some veterans there, but they got some really young kids that, you know, could just use the, 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 not necessarily the moral support, but just, you know, the kind of the, you know, folks that are behind them going, Hey, we, we got your back. We, you know, this is going to get better unless Jason Horn Francis is playing with the Crows next year. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, I, you know, Aaron Hall is playing game 50. Luke McDonald, I had his dad, Donald McDonald, on last year. Luke McDonald is playing game 150. Like I said, I think the Giants are a better club, but I think this game is going to be closer than people think. Okay, I, you, we're both agreeing that the Giants are going to win it, but I've got the Giants only winning it by 11 points. For some reason, I just think the Ruse are going to show up this week and, and make it a close contest. Not sure why, but I'm going with that because they, they were on the bye last week, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were on the bye last week. So, oh, wow. yeah. And then we're moving on to the, the Qu- Queen's birthday game, correct? Yes, yes. the Monday okay. game at the okay. MCG should be a very big crowd, would hope. I, I, I did I did see something about the uh, it was it was a f- very funny meme and I I'm going to apologize to any of you who are offended by this but as as the yank that I am I thought it was funnier than hell but it was a it was an image from the jubilee uh, where you had you know Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles sitting next to one another in all of their regalia and the thing over top of it said you know take your kid to work day. <laughs> I, just, I, I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> um you know the d's there there there's a lot of stuff going on with the d's right now and you have to wonder if it's going to be a distraction Stephen may suspended jake melsham has had 
hand surgery. No, he didn't have surgery because he broke something. They said he had surgery because he got an infection. So I, that's that's what I've seen reported. So what what what? Yeah, he knocked out. You know, knocked him down anyway. But what part of Stephen May infected Jake Melsham? I mean, <laughs> what the heck happened there? I mean, did he? Did he punch him in the mouth and he'd been having sushi or something? I, I don't know what the heck happened to <laughs> get him an infection in his hand. Um, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, I don't have a clue. Uh, uh, Daniel Turner's uh, debuting for the D's. Cade Chandler's coming back in. Michael Hibbert, Oscar Baker, Sam Wiedemann, uh, Jaden Hunt's being omitted. Uh, Reef McKinnis uh, banged up, I think it was his right shoulder last week. Uh, Isaac Chugg's coming in, is going to be coming in with uh, debuting uh, Finley McRae. Jamie Elliott's coming back in, as well as Trey Rusco. The Magpies, you know, they got pushed out of the eight last night by the by the Tigers. Um, they've won three in a row. The D's have lost a couple games in a row. And the Tigers, you know, they, they, they may have found a good second ruck with Darcy, uh, Darcy Cameron, who's been doing a nice job in the ruck. Um, which I speculated on, on Tuesday, I said, does that mean that they're going to try to find a home for Brody Grundy's contract? If anybody can take on that contract. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I know a club a little South of, of Melbourne that, that has always been looking for a, you know, a a high quality ruck, but I have no idea if they can afford that ruck and that contract. Uh, but yeah, you know, the D's, like I said, it seems like they've had some serious chinks in their armor. They've had a hard time scoring. You know, it, it, Ben Brown's gone three games, and unless they unless they flood the forward line with you know Max Gone and Luke Jackson, they've had a hard time scoring points lately. Wow, losing two in a row is a worry, but not disastrous. Mm-hmm. If they lose three in a row, then there's trouble. I think the D's will win. They were twenty three point favorite, down to fourteen and a half point favorite. Let's take the magpies to get a bit closer. I'll say the D's by about 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if Craig McRae, he's got those magpies up and running. If they run the ball quick and get it down forward quick, the magpies might be able to upset them, but you would think that the D's will bond together and uh, get that one done in front of hopefully a fine day in Melbourne and a massive crowd. Right, right would be great for the spectacle and great for people to see it overseas. Yeah. How many people get to these big games? Yep. Well, and I, and I, th- I just think that, you know, with, with Melbourne's trouble scoring right now, the one thing that the magpies do pretty well is they've got a very good back six. And uh, you know, I think that they're going to choke them. I'm actually going with Collingwood to win this game by 10. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love I'm it. taking, I'm taking Collingwood to win this one uh, by 10 because I just, I just, they just seem to be gaining confidence each week. And I, and I, now I, I don't know who the D's play in their next game, but I would not want to be them once they get past, I think they have the bye next week. Uh, once they get past all of this stuff that's going on with Stephen May and they move all past this, I don't want to be the club that's going to face them next because they're, they're going to be you know out for blood, I think, but I'm going with Collingwood to take this one by 10 points in a, a pretty good size upset, I think. You're right. The D's have the bye next week. And then in round 15, they play the Brisbane Lions. So uh, could it be four losses in the row? Wow. I don't know. I love the fact that you went for the underdog and you might be dead right on that one. Absolutely. You might be. Now, now you know why I say when I do this that I'm not do I, I don't put any money on the line for this because you know I'm I do tend to tip a lot of underdogs here so I you know I, I I've, I've tipped the, the the ruse several times this year early in the season and I've stopped doing that because I missed starting I guess to pretend that I was actually using my own money to do this which I'm not uh, and I'm just yeah it's uh so there's our tips for this week again a shorter um shorter shorter uh list of games this week but uh we both have our all australian clubs here that we're going to go through so i know we talked about just alternating the different um the different lines here uh should i go through the my interchange and my my interchange first and so they didn't make the, the 18 
No, no, start with your back line and we'll do okay. interchange last because okay. I might mention like 10 people on the interchange. <laughs> All right. Well, one, one of the guys, actually two of the guys in the back line we have mentioned here today, and I don't have them in particular order here. Um, I do have Stephen May in there. I have Adelaide's Jordan Dawson in there. I have James Sicily from Hawthorne. I have to have Tom Stewart in there. Okay. I, I think that, you know, Stewart and Stephen May, when he's not, you know, getting punched in the head, might be the two best defenders in the game. Uh, then I have Sam Doherty from Carlton. And my last one in the back line is Jack Crisp from Collingwood. Right. Well, I love that pick of uh, Jordan Dawson. He's played uh, very well this year for the Crows. Tom Stewart, of course. So now I will go through mine. Back pocket, Doherty. Sicily at full back. I did have Stephen May. Now, my mine is going to be slightly different because I am actually picking my team as if I am the coach mm -hmm. and as if I'm playing next week against your team and I don't want any troublemakers in my team. So <laughs> May is out. Sicily ah. at full back. Sinclair in the back pocket. Back flank, Stewart, Weedering, and here we go. This one might shock you, but this guy is a great on-baller for the Adelaide Crows, but he's better on a half-back flank. May, may, Rory may I predict? Laird. Oh, oh, I was going to – Rory Laird, okay. Rory Laird has had a great season for the Crows, and his best position is back flank. So there's my six. Well, there's a few that just missed out. Darcy Moore, Harris hasn't been playing as well this year. So uh, there's my six in the back lines. You know what? I'm looking at my list and I, I missed three. I, my interchange is about to disappear because I left three I left three people off my my uh, forward line. <laughs> <laughs> you put three. So my interchange is going to drop down to one person uh, here in just a moment. Now my 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 midfield. I've got uh, I have one true wing. I've got Ed Langett in there from Melbourne. I've got Clayton Oliver from Melbourne. There's three Melbourne players. Max gone, of course, and then Lockie Neal, Andrew Brayshaw, and I went with this gentleman because I tipped him. I think at the beginning of the year to win the Brownlow, and I know a lot of people are saying Patty Cripps. I went with Tuke Miller from Gold Coast. Right. So I went with Tuke Miller there um, in my uh, in my midfield. Wow. You won't believe this. I went for five out of your six. I have Brayshaw on the wing. He's played fantastic for the Dockers. Oliver in the middle, absolutely a star that will get the ball nearly every time. Big body. Agree with Langdon on the wing. True wingman runs up and down like the old days used to be. Max Gorn, Ruck, Paddy Cripps, Ruck Rover, and Lockie Neal as Rover. All righty. Good deal. I'm, I'm making one adjustment here to my uh... – there, I, I, I fixed mine on the fly there as I was doing it there because I realized I, I left three people off of my, uh, my forward line there. So my forward six, the three that I had in there to begin with, and I'm realizing that yeah, I'm, I had Jeremy Cameron from Geelong, Charlie Cameron from Brisbane, Shea Bolton from Richmond, uh, Tom Hawkins from the Cats. I'm not going to be playing three tulls in real life, but Max King. And I would probably sw swap out Charlie Kernow for Max King and put Kernow in the, in the starting group and Max King on my interchange and then Tyson Stengels. I mean, I've got a lot of the Cats in the forward line there. Stengels had a, a phenomenal year this year. Um, you know, great reclamation project for them. And I hope he sticks around with the cats for a lot of years. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have him in yet, but he could have a good second half of the year and get in my half forward line, Christian Petrarca, half forward flank and second ruck rover. Kerno at center half forward, Charlie Cameron, half forward flank, Bolton forward pocket. And you're going to love this. Big Jeremy Cameron at full forward. And even though this fella's big, he's a very good on the ground as well. Another cat, Hawkins. 
So we we had a lot of similar ones, and and we did not share these with one with one another. We did, I've not seen the paper that you have yours written on, and mine is sitting right in front of me. I haven't shown you mine either. Now, did you do an interchange at all? Yes, I've okay. actually. Yeah, I'll do. Um, I'll give you the four, and then I'll talk about six or seven other players. Okay, Darcy, the ruckman from Fremantle. Isaac Heaney, big fan of Heaney mm -hmm. for the Swans. Took Miller, you're a big fan of his. And Jason Horn Francis, I've got to put him in because if he was in a good team, he would be even more of a star. He's a great ball getter. So got to have the young kid in. And two people I missed out, like I mentioned, because I don't want any rabble in my team. Mm -hmm. May and Tommy Lynch. I've missed out. Yep. I had <laughs> I have Lynch and I have Lynch in my interchange. And since I had missed those other ones, I, I moved Max King down there and moved Kerno into the, the starting group. And then I have my second ruck. I've got Jared Witts, who's been terrific this year. And I've got Patty Cripps in there. And then my my extra defender, I've got Callum Mills in there from the Swans. Yes. Yep. So, all right, I'll, I'll just run through a few other players that could make it after in the second half of the year. McCluggage, Mills, Wines, Boak, Keys, Ben Keys from Adelaide. If he was in a good team, his disposal wouldn't be as bad. He's the one getting the ball all the time, and thus his disposal's not quite as good because he's under so much pressure. So, right. big fan of Ben Keys. Um, Fitch. For the uh, Melbourne Demons, big fan of him on the half mm -hmm. forward flank. Um, Norton, McCarthy, Stengel, Higgins. Um, so there's quite a few that will push for a spot with a good second half of the year. But it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to get all those good on bowlers. And, of course, Darcy Parrish for the Bombers. He's he's probably their best player. Right, so there's right. probably 10, 10 extra players that... Uh, could make it as well and i'm i'm just running through clubs in my head and i think you mentioned you you actually did a pretty decent job there because i think you mentioned somebody from every club except for the eagles if i'm if i'm thinking if i'm thinking correctly i don't know if i heard anybody from port adelaide and that just uh, may, that may have simply just been out of the fact that yeah, that's port adelaide <laughs> and you're not going to mention them <laughs> well i did i mentioned the uh, boke and wines okay. is poss okay. possible interchange, but they're not in the team yet. Okay. And if I had to pick, a, if I had to pick an eagle, uh, the Perth boys were saying that Jeremy McGovern has been the most consistent, fantastic defender, mm -hmm. and that's, he would gladly be in my team any day. That's who. That's when I was looking at doing the one with one from every club. That's the one I was thinking for the Eagles. You know, because I was thinking either him or. You know, if I, if I had to, I would, you know, I would add Tim Kelly in because Kelly started to pick it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, McGovern would probably be the better choice there. So you've got an interesting weekend coming up, if I'm not mistaken. You're heading out tomorrow? Uh, no, I head to Banff on Sunday for Sunday. a four-day four okay. big conference. So uh, hopefully meet some big media people in the film industry and also media and BBC, I want to meet some people from BBC because I'd love to uh, start doing some radio and TV work over in England and some of my comedy. And, of course, NFL is starting to grow in England as well. There you go. There you go. And I guess, you know, there can be, what, a couple of games in England, a couple in Germany this year, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I believe. Well, remember when NFL Europe was on, the most of the teams were in Germany. So mm -hmm. that, was quite, uh, that was quite interesting, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So – where can people see your work? I've mentioned it at the out at the outset again, but where where can people see the stuff that you have done? Yeah, that well, you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's my name M Y K Aussie. So M Y K A U S S I E dot TV, and basically Mick Aussie two words. Type that into Google and on Twitter a lot. Talk all the sports and uh, especially this weekend as well. The CFL starts. I'm a big fan of. The, Canadian Football League, which is similar to the NFL. It has its differences. And the BC Lions, my favorite team, play my second favorite team, the Edmonton Elks, tomorrow night. So love it when the CFL and the Aussie footy are together. And then for a few weeks of the year, NFL, CFL, and Aussie footy all go at once. And that's, uh, damn, I need more hours in the day when that happens. 
absolutely well and and uh let's let's uh you know you know fact let's go ahead and factor in women's footy at the same time then so you got to stick that in there now too oh absolutely a yeah, big fan of that and the because, stand is getting better absolutely mm-hmm. it is because that's going to carry over into the nfl season much more than you know because the, the the men's comp will be done end of september if I'm, yeah end of september so the women's comp is going to carry forward a couple months past that if i'm not mistaken into yeah, the, the latter part of the year yeah you're right and when finals is on with the afl there's only a couple of games each weekend and mm-hmm. then they're, they're scheduling the women's about that time so that's good for them as well yeah i think that's great for them it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh all 18 clubs coming in and i and i need to sit down and look a little more closely at the shifts that have taken place because a lot of players have uh have moved on to other clubs uh, for one reason or another, I know that the, there was a young lady from the Eagles that just moved over to Geelong. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still figuring out who is where. Um, I know, you know, Danny Marshall, the American player that's in the comp, she signed a contract with the Essendon squad. So she's with the Bombers, having played a couple of years with the, uh, with the Bulldogs beforehand. So, and I don't know if Kendra has signed on with the Bombers or not yet. I, I see her on uh, Facebook quite a bit. I believe they're still playing in the VFL okay. women's competition. And okay. uh, I hope she makes it. I hope she if does. If she too. doesn't, she'll be, uh, she's, she'll probably go into coaching once she's finished football. She's okay. a beauty. She's a real, really nice lady and just yep. an absolute yep. fanatic on her football, as you know. It was a lot of fun talking with her. Uh a few months back and you know talking about her artwork which i'm looking at one of those pieces over your left shoulder there uh that she did for you yeah you know your your tom brady uh piece of artwork that she had done there which actually looks i mean it looks like a photograph from here yeah it's uh it looks phenomenal so uh folks absolutely chuffed to have mick aussie joining me uh this is make this a lot of fun i'm hoping we can do it again next week uh, i know you're going to be out of town for a few days so you're going to be coming back in you're going to be tired so i may have to yell into the the microphone a couple of times to wake you up during the discussion uh because <laughs> i know you're going to be having a, a hell of a time at Banff, you know hobnobbing with people and making connections and such and i wish you a lot of luck there i hope you have a lot of success and you get yeah well I've, I've got a lot of business cards and i hope every hope i get to give one to every one of them because I've told you about my movie. I believe mm-hmm. it's very funny. A lot of people do some legalities to sort out some new content to add. And I've got some Aussie football in there as well. So if anyone's listening, tweet at me or whatever, and I'll give you a password to watch uh, my sports comedy movie online. Totally free. Fantastic. All right, folks. Well, that is the, the tips for round 13. And we're, uh, we're, we're both, uh, not volunteering to go to dinner with Stephen May. Uh, I, I, it sounded like the place they went anyway was way too fancy for me. Uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not into the, I'm not into the frou-frou type restaurants, the way fa- the real fancy stuff. I mean, I, I, I have had snails, so, but uh, yeah, but of course I, I, and probably the, well, you know what, this is, this is kind of, what's the strangest thing, I didn't ask you this before, what's the strangest thing that you have eaten that you want to admit to having eaten? Oh, I would say probably as a young kid, two or three years old, playing on the front lawn in Roseworthy, Australia, I think we might have ate some worms as little kids. Okay, okay, that's uh. Yeah, I don't think I ever had a worm. Not that the, the strangest, <laughs> the strangest thing I ever had was when I was in the Navy back in the 1980s. When you were, when you were rocking in in the uh, the football leagues in South Australia, I uh, I was I was serving in the Navy, and we were in the Philippines, and I had monkey of some <laughs> sort. Okay, um, I had monkey. Now it wasn't. It wasn't like monkey from the Indiana Jones movie where they unscrewed the head and you scooped out the brain. It wasn't the chilled monkey brains kind of a thing. It was like monkey on a stick kind of a thing. Um, it was like monkey jerky. And it was, it was, it was interesting. I, would I have it again? Probably not. 
because I, I, I will be completely honest with you. I believe that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not really a drinker at all. Cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a tolerance for it. And one whole side of my family were alcoholics. So I tend to stay away from it. Um, I think I might've had a couple too many San Miguel's that night, which is kind of the <laughs> national beer of the Philippines. And I had monkey when I was there. Um, and then I just had, I had steaks the rest of the time that I, that I was in port there. Cause yeah, we, we had not seen land for 121 days, four months. We didn't see land on that. Wow. My first cruise when I was in the Navy, I served on two different aircraft carriers and we didn't see land for four months. And, uh, we, uh, well, once we saw land, we ate monkey. So, <laughs> I have had kangaroo burgers here in the, in, in Sandusky, Ohio yeah. before there's a restaurant yeah. here in town that is, that has had, that have had kangaroo and ostrich burgers on the menu. I've had both of those. Um, but those are a little bit more mainstream than, than monkey. So, and I don't even know what kind of monkey it was either. Well, when I sometimes raz people up, one of my mates always says, Mick, you having koala on the barbecue? And of course, all the Americans and Canadians think koalas are just this beautiful little animal. So I say, I have to say, no, we don't eat koala. But it's yeah. a bit of a laugh to razz up a few people. Well, do you do you tell them now? No, 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 no. We don't eat koalas, but we eat the heck out of drop bears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, funny, eh? that's that's why we leave the lid on the barbecue open. So if they drop onto the barbecue, we just go ahead and cook <laughs> them right there. <laughs> well, hey, Mick, this has been a blast tonight, man. A lot of laughs. I've had some fun tonight. Uh, I think we agreed on four of the six games. And the two games that we didn't agree on, we, we both kind of agreed that they could go either way. So, well, again, it, I, w I wish you the most success in your trip this weekend. Have All fun. Right, with thanks it. a lot, mate. You and bet. yes, there is there is upset. So you might you might beat me this week, we'll, and uh, we'll see. I probably won't. But, great round. But but it may but it leads to it leads to good conversation. So you know we shall see what happens. And again, folks, my my guest has been Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv. Uh, a lot of fun. If you haven't checked him out, you can find him there. You can find him over there with Gabe Marenzi on. Uh, oh crap! I just drew a blank there. And you're having a drink and tell sports uh da, 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 what's the, the name of the, the organization because I'm, I'm old i forget things sports uh, grid tv thank you sports grid tv I, I it's in the show notes i had a brain fart there I, it's like i tell my students at the beginning of the school year i tell them i said i'm going to see you in the hallway this time next year and i will have already forgotten your name and it's not please don't <laughs> take offense to that it's just i've had you know 2500 students in my classroom over the years and i'm running out of places in my head to put the, all those names so yeah. Hey, have a great evening, man. Take it easy. Travel safe. Right. Have a great weekend. You man. too. Thanks, Mick. All right. And again, it was a lot of fun having Mick join me today. Folks, uh, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you can find everything you need related to the podcast, uh, as well as on any of my other socials over on Facebook. Just look for a Yank on the Footy podcast on Instagram, a Yank on the Footy or on Twitter at yank underscore on. If you go to the website, though, you can uh, get signed up for the mailing list there. If you want to help out the show, you can click on the Redbubble page. If you want to pick up a sticker or a T-shirt or something of that nature, or you can uh, click on the Buy Me a Coffee button, which is going to be in the bottom left-hand corner, that little yellow circle, if you want to help out the club, help out the, the show, not the club. I don't have a club. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that you could do to help out would be if you'd consider leaving a review. If you enjoy the show, I would love to uh, to get your thoughts on the show. I do hear back from a lot of people uh, through the different social media platforms. And again, I love reaching out and talking to the supporters of the different clubs on the message boards on Facebook because uh, it's nice to get a pulse of uh, of what it is that they're thinking about their club and maybe their upcoming opponents. So that's a whole lot of fun. So folks, do me a favor. Look out for yourself. Look out for your friends don't be afraid to call on them, to check up on them. Make sure that they're okay. And ladies and gents, I want to thank you for the continued kind words. Those of you who have reached out and have said that you enjoy the show, that you like what I'm doing. Uh, I'm certainly having a lot of fun with it, especially since the electricity is on today. And 
as always, folks, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 176 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me on Twitter at yank underscore on or by Facebook at A Yank on the Footy podcast. You can reach me by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. At yankonthefooty.com is where you're going to find me on my website. I do hope you'll consider signing up for the email list. And I do hope you'll share the podcast with your footy-loving friends. I truly appreciate it. It's a great way to help grow the show. Thanks so much, everybody. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye.